This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about green papaya salad. Yes. Uh, yes. Was <sighs> there any particular reason this one was on your mind? Um, I don't think so. Like, I think I was just kind of like going through uh, areas of the world that we maybe hadn't done something from recently. And uh, and I was looking for a dish and I was kind of hungry and I was like, green papaya salad. Yes. And I don't think I've ever had it. Um, uh? <laughs> I know. And it sounds so delicious. Ooh. Wow. I've I had it. I had it like within the past 12 hours, Annie. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> this is one of my go-to uh, dishes to order from uh, from any Thai restaurant that I'm ordering from. And we are lucky to have uh, a number of very, very good Thai restaurants around Atlanta. Um, and yeah. 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 It's, it, you can find it at some other uh, like Southeast Asian places um, too. But yeah, it's – oh, it's so – it is so good. It is one of my – Heckin' very favorite things. Um, I really love, like, nice, bright, light uh, salad dishes. And especially if you're going to be eating, like, other things that are kind of on the, like, heavier, richer end. This is good to know because um, probably, like, once or twice a month, my little brother, uh, who is vegetarian, comes uh -huh. to stay with me. 
Um, and we play The Last of Us, and it's oh. the best, and The Last of Us 2, and it's the very best, and a lot of Mario Party. That but is anyway. so cute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Our Mario Party games are epic. <laughs> no, I bet. But, uh, he, yeah, he's vegetarian, so we almost always order Thai or Indian food. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Which he also really likes, and I also really like, but they have a lot more vegetarian options. options. Sure. Um so next time we get Thai food, I'm gonna make sure this is on the menu. That this is yeah, on. it's it it does frequently have a like fish based product in it. He's okay with he's I guess pescatarian is a better term. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, we still yeah. try to avoid that stuff, yeah. but I think he'd be okay with it. Um, yeah, but good to know. Yes, yeah, good note. Yeah, yeah. If you're making it at home, um, I've seen like fixes for for making it without without fish product but uh but i i i dare not uh speak personally to the uh quote unquote authenticity of such a thing <laughs> well also sometimes i'm i won't say a horrible sister but i'll just order something for me <laughs> and i'm like you can't have any of this sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> so, <laughs> it's made entirely of meat that's <laughs> <laughs> Also a thing that could happen. Actually, we're <laughs> supposed to hang out tomorrow, so you know. Oh, heck yeah. Could happen so good. very soon. I, I I don't have a lot of experience with papaya in general. Okay. Um, but I did have papaya juice in Peru. I had a lot of papaya juice in Peru. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that um that green papaya is quite a different animal than ripe papaya. Mm. Uh, ripe papaya is is very sweet and and can have these like really cloying, um, almost savory notes to it that some people find very off-putting. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, unripe papaya is, yeah, whole different, whole different thing. We're going to get into it in a second here. Yes. As let's just go ahead and get into it. Cause yeah, got sure. so many questions. All, all right? right. Which brings us to the big <laughs> question. <laughs> Green papaya salad. What is it? Well, uh, green papaya salad is a type or category, really, of, of salad made up of a mix of fresh produce, shredded and chopped, in a sour, salty, sweet, savory dressing with, uh, with unripe, tart green papaya as the main ingredient. There are a lot of variations, but it tends to be spicy and juicy and, and so bright with these like funky, oceany flavors from, from various fermented seafood products that, that really put into contrast the, the tropical fruity flavors of the papaya and the other uh, produce ingredients. It's like, it's like bracing in this really craveable way. It's like a, like a strong lime juice-based cocktail, but it's a crunchy salad. Uh, okay, but so getting back to green papaya, because this is the star of your show. Uh, a papaya itself is going to have to be a whole other episode, but but basically this is a tropical fruit that grows big and oblong. Uh, it looks a little bit like a, like a large mango or maybe like a really big smooth avocado, but if you cut it open, it contains not a single large seed as those fruits do, but rather many small seeds in its kind of open core. Uh, its skin is thick and a little bit stiff. When it's ripe, it's soft, and the fruit will be like a lovely blush orange color and super sweet. But we are not talking about ripe papaya today. Um, this salad uses unripe papaya, which is crisp and crunchy and a little bit stringy um, and, and like white to pale green in color. 
if you're if you're shopping for green papaya, you cannot go by the color of the skin because they can still be green when they're ripe and often are. Um, look instead for a hard fruit, probably labeled specifically as green. Um, in the United States, you're most likely to find these in like a Southeast Asian market. Uh, yeah, and, and the flavor that you're getting from this is is like tropical and and tart. So for the salad, you uh, peel your unripe papaya and then shred the fruit into long strips. Um, there are kitchen gadgets made specifically for this, though you can do it on your own. You want the strips to be like thicker than a julienne, but uh, but not too big. Yeah. Uh, other produce, uh, chopped cherry tomatoes will add a sweet, savory tart flavors and a pop of color. You might also add uh, long beans, which we mentioned in our green bean episode. Um, they're similar to green beans, like a long, crunchy, unripe bean pod. Yeah or maybe shredded carrot or chopped radish or eggplant for color and or texture, uh, bamboo shoots, cucumbers, I don't know. Um, sometimes all of these things will be, or some of these things will be served alongside the salad instead of in it. Uh, you are also probably using garlic and uh, fresh hot chili peppers, but I categorize those more as like seasonings than as your, your produce, okay? Other seasoning elements, speaking of seasoning, um, this is where a whole lot of regional variation and personal preference are going to come in. Um, for example, in Thai versions, you might add dried shrimp and roasted peanuts. In Lao versions, you might add fermented shrimp or crab paste. Then the dressing. Um, and I'm counting this as like the liquidy seasoning elements, though really everything comes together in a slightly less straightforward way. Um, but we'll get into that in a sec. Okay. Uh, liquid components. You're looking at lime juice, a fish sauce of one kind or another, a fish sauce being a category of strongly flavored sauces made of uh, fermented fish, sometimes other stuff too, and also palm sugar. Uh, palm sugar being a category of sugars refined from palm tree saps, uh, usually produced with all of the, the fun, earthy flavorings kept in, uh, like, like in like in brown sugars, yeah, and uh, sold in semi-crystallized bricks or cakes, yeah. So... The lime juice adds tartness, the fish sauce adds like the savory, salty funk, and the, and the palm sugar adds sweetness. And you can balance these things along with the heat from the chilies and the garlic and the, and the savoriness of the other seasoning elements to really personalize your salad. And this brings us to composition. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is not a passive salad. You're, you're putting a little bit of work into it, okay? The word, um, the word tom, uh, uh, anglicized as T-A-M or T-U-M, is often in the name of this salad, uh, meaning that it's a pounded salad. And by that, I mean that, that you're, you're taking a mortar and pestle and using it to varyingly crush or bruise your, your ingredients. Um, and I'm pretty sure that etymologically, tom is an onomatopoeia referring to the sound of the pestle in the mortar. Tom, tom, tom. Yeah. Oh, oh I love yeah. it. <laughs> huh. um, and, and, and by this, I mean you're, you're not grinding anything into a paste that's like not already a paste, uh, but you're just breaking everything down so that the, the, the juices and flavors can meld together and the sugar can dissolve and the papaya bruises slightly and therefore can like absorb more of the dressing. Um, and you're doing this like sorta in layers, depending on your ingredients and your preferences. There are lots of good recipes out there. Um, in Thai, the salad is called sam tam, with sam meaning sour, and kind of broadly referring to a group of uh, savory-ish tart fruit salads that are made by pounding the ingredients with a mortar and pestle. 
Um, and in Lao cuisine, there are a number of other Tom salads as well with um, ingredients like maybe unripe mango. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a salad that is served very fresh um, because the papaya will soften more the longer that it sits in the dressing. And you really want that crunch in the papaya. So if you're not serving it right away, like don't add the liquids until you're, you know, ready to go. Um, you might top it or perhaps serve it alongside of uh, uh, crumbles of roasted peanuts or pork rinds, uh, maybe some strips of fresh basil. It's often served with sticky rice to help offset the the heat and the sourness, um, or, or maybe like wedges of fresh cabbage, so that either way you can like take a scoop of rice or a leaf and, and prepare your own little handheld bites. Yeah. Some versions might add cooked uh, shrimp or snails or grilled or ground pork or chicken or maybe fried tofu for serving. Uh, it's popular as a street food, but also made in homes and restaurants. Mm. Gosh. <laughs> it sounds so good. And I did find a lot of recipes for making it. Um, I would love to hear from listeners if you have experience doing this because it kind of seemed a little difficult but worthwhile, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think especially like if you don't have these ingredients in your kitchen already, like you have to kind of seek them out. Like if you don't have a good Southeastern Asian grocery store in your area, that might be a little bit difficult. Um, and yeah, like the exact the exact amount of, of, of pounding that you put into it is is going to, it seems a little bit delicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, oh. but yeah, but very, oh, I, I mean, I haven't made it myself, but I promise you that eating it is super worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to our savor feast list. <laughs> yes. It's getting longer and longer. Um, well... What about the nutrition? Uh, you know, it depends on the exact ingredients, but tends to be pretty good for you. Uh, lots of fiber, a good spread of micronutrients. It can be kind of high in sodium and in added sugars, depending on what's in your dressing. You know, hydrate. Um, and if you have not added a protein topping, it tends to be low in fat and protein. So, like, it'll fill you up. But to keep you going, um, add some of that to your meal. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um... And numbers were hard to track down on this one. I will say we have a few in the history section. Um, and also, I mean, make of this what you will. But it has appeared on CNN's top 50 dishes. The Thai version specifically okay. yeah, of yeah. this dish has a- appeared on CNN's top 50 dishes around the world uh, twice. Oh. Um, so that's, you know, something. For whatever that's worth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's very popular. Uh, it is. We can say that, even though we don't really have the numbers to back it up. We can. Yeah. I say, we can say that. <laughs> I, I think that that is safe to say. Yes. Uh, I mm-hmm. right. I I tried a number of different searches and just couldn't come up with anything that I didn't think was better served as a historical note. So. Right. 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 Which, speaking of, we we do have a number of those. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other things to get through in the history section. Yeah. And we are going to get into those as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. 
Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. back thank you sponsor yes thank you okay uh so the sources on this one are a bit sparse um unfortunately as is the case with a lot of these things that are not in our prominent in our western hemisphere Mm -hmm. um but we're gonna try our best uh and as always listeners if you can fill in any blanks oh absolutely please do yeah please please do right in do um all right, so in the areas where this dish is popular, 
The origins are hot, hotly contested. That's no surprise. Yeah, uh-huh. um, the consensus between most historians is that it traces back to a spicy and sour salad called Tum Som that most likely originated in Laos or perhaps on what is now the border of Laos and northeastern Thailand. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fighting about it, but in that area. Uh, so at its core... This salad called for vegetables or fruits like pineapple, mango, or tamarind, uh, later green eggplants, uh, to be pounded with a pestle and mortar and then mixed with savory spices and condiments like fish paste. Mm -hmm. And like so many dishes we talk about, it may have been a way to use up abundant ingredients, um, especially this produce, and try to make it last a little bit longer. Um, So... Let's talk about papaya salad specifically. Uh, this was originally called tum bak hong, or pounded papaya in the local dialect. And it was a variation of this history of spicy, sour salads. Mm-hmm. Uh, records indicate that papaya and chili have played important roles in Laotian cuisine since at least the 1800s. And obviously, those are key ingredients to green papaya salad. As Lauren said... Separate episode, but the papaya itself was introduced to this part of the world in the 1500s and 1600s. Mm-hmm. Uh, this um, was part of the uh, the global trade, uh, and because it was coming from Central America, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so the same is true with the bird's eye chili, which is also known as Thai chili, which is yes, actually from Central America and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Also a separate episode. Oh yeah, um, dishes like this always kind of overwhelm me. Because there's all of the ingredients, and yeah. I'm like, well, I need to do the history of how this <laughs> got here, and how this got here, and how this got here. But then they have so many things that you add in that it just becomes like, I cannot do how <laughs> peanuts ended up here, how eggplants <laughs> ended up here, how all this stuff ended up here. It's too much. Um, yeah. But here are the basic ingredients of sure. the very basic level of this dish. Is <laughs> how they, when they got there. Um. And yeah, it makes sense that people would throw these ingredients when they arrived into these sour salads. Um, However it happened, it was a very popular version of these sour salads to add in the papaya. Um, So much so that it was transported and adapted in nearby areas like Vietnam and Cambodia. And further into Thailand. Um, As people, and perhaps particularly traders, uh, traveled further south in Thailand, they adjusted the ingredients to local taste, um, adding in things like fish sauce, palm sugar, and lime juice, maybe some seafood. Um, Others theorized that King Rama V might have had a hand in popularizing this dish during his rule in the later 19th and early 20th centuries. Um, so this king would travel the country to check in, like he would check in on what was going on with the people. And the theory goes that maybe someone or some ones in his court tried this dish, loved it, uh, learned the recipe and brought it back with them and adapted the recipe to local taste and ingredients, which is a story we've seen a lot like with pho or a lot of these dishes where depending on where you are regionally, all these things Got thrown in. Yeah. Um, based on, right, what uh, local local tastes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And availability. 
Yes. Uh, And the modern name for the popular Thai green papaya salad popped up when a large amount of people from northern Thailand moved to Bangkok. And they shared their love of this green papaya salad. And it became known as Sam Tum or pounded sour. Um, And just to know, as Lauren mentioned earlier, I got very confused and had to do kind of a like clarification search Mm -hmm. on like the terminology because I saw so much of some Tom and some Tam. Um, so just to put that out there, it is used interchangeably a lot in the research. Yeah. But, yeah. Just because the way that, right. The tie is anglicized really differs depending on who's doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, early vintage Thai recipe books don't include recipes for some Tom, but they do include recipes for things like tamarind salad, which is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, many historians point to a recipe published in 1935 as the first recipe we know of for papaya in Som Tum. Though, of course, people were making it before then. But this is like one of the first recipes that was yeah. published that we know of. Yeah. Um as we talked about in our Pad Thai episode, the Thai government leaned into soft diplomacy uh, through things like the international promotion of regional dishes starting in the mid-1900s and running through today. Um, they created a global Thai restaurant company in 2001, which is part of why there is such a large proportion of Thai restaurants to like the actual Thai American population here in the United States um, and in some other places around the world. Although certainly um, th- there is there is a crossover among uh, Lao and other Southeast Asian immigrants who move here opening Thai restaurants and um, serving a kind of cross-section of dishes from the greater region. Yes. And as part of this whole thing, uh, Thailand's Department of Cultural Promotion registered this dish as a national and tangible cultural heritage food In December of 2012. Um, And then (laughs) on December 14th of 2021, the Google Doodle of the Day celebrated Som Tum Thai, uh, which came up a lot in my search. I was kind (laughs) of confused, but yeah. (laughs) The Google Doodle is a big deal. It is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I'm determined to try this and, uh, I'm very excited about it because it sounds delicious. Uh, and also, yes, listeners, if you have any more information, if you have recipes, tips. Yeah. Yeah. If you have very strong opinions about it, I want to hear them. Um, this, this is actually one of the dishes that I didn't, I didn't read a lot of very strong opinions about it. Like the vibe that I got from a lot of the the writing about it and the recipes for it was more like, well, like, like I grew up doing it this way. Like other people do it that way. It's really a personal preference. Um, like I lit so many times of dishes, like there's a hard, not, it goes beyond a personal preference <laughs> into, yeah. into like a, this is the right way to do it. And other ways are not correct and mm-hmm. you're wrong and you should feel wrong about it. Um, but, but that's not, yeah. that's not exactly what I encountered here. I encountered like more, right. Yeah. More of a vibe of like, yeah, yeah, there's like a spectrum of ways to do it and they're all pretty good because heck yeah. 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 Me too. I mostly encountered like whatever you've got that works. Yeah. Here's kind of the Laotian version and the Thai version, but even that was more like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will, I will say Annie, uh, knowing 
knowing that you also enjoy a funky flavor, like mm-hmm. if you can found if you can find a Lao version, um, it does have a little bit more funk to it from mm. the like funkier uh, fermented seafood ingredients. Ooh. So, yeah, I found one that was a recipe for like Lao New Year, and it was like, Ooh. oh, you we love what's going on in in the Thai version, but in our version, we've got a lot more <laughs> funkier ingredients, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both are good. Both are good. Both like are good. I, I mean, I haven't had them, but both sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I will co-sign that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, I think I think that that is what we have to say about green papaya salad for today. It is. We do have some listener mail for you, but first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics 
in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. We're back with Sweet and sour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was a whole, there was like (laughs) this whole sliding gesture action that happened. Yeah. It was really, it was really intense. It was intense. That was a, that was, that that was a strong one. Yeah. It was strong. Just like I assume the flavors to be in the most wonderful way in a green papaya salad. That's accurate. That's accurate. You really you really encapsulated it. Thank you. You know, these ones I've never tried is always fun yeah. to encapsulate, but I'm glad I, I approached something that is something. You uh, certainly did something. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, which, speaking of, um, we have a listener, a lovely letter from a listener who has written in multiple times and happened to write in and say, hey, you've pronounced my name correctly in past listener mail. That's no mean feat. That's no easy feat. What is the saying? But basically, like, good job. Um, so I went back to the previous listener mail <laughs> to try to figure out to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. And in it, I did the same thing I'm about to do, which is pronounce it in two different ways. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you very much. It's very kind. Uh, feel free to write in and let us know for sure. Which uh, one? <laughs> right. Oh, but goodness. no, it is important to us. It is important to us. So. Yes. Thank you. Um, so Kiana or maybe Kiana, uh, wrote, uh, I am cleaning my house and just finished the masala chai episode. I have a fun little addition to the chai foods that aren't really chai. Mm. I made cupcakes for my cousin's wedding a few weeks back. When I do cupcakes for weddings, they usually pick the classic, also known as boring, flavors. <laughs> but my cousin and his new wife wanted to make things more exciting. So I made chai cupcakes and red velvet, and chocolate peanut butter. But that wasn't the topic of the episode, so those aren't as important. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) My recipe is a regular vanilla cake with ginger, cardamom, cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves added to the batter. It's topped with buttercream that has the same spice mix. The only issue is the store-bought ground spices like to clog up my piping tip. So this time, I ground the heck out of the spices in my coffee grinder and sifted it through a tea strainer. It worked great this time. I have attached pictures of the cupcake tower the bride's father made specifically for the cupcakes. Uh From top to bottom, we have gluten-free chocolate with dairy-free vanilla buttercream, gluten-free chocolate peanut butter, same, red velvet with cream cheese icing, half red velvet, half chai, chai, regular chocolate peanut butter. I ended up making 260 cupcakes with the help of my mom, who washes all the dishes for me. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. 260? Yes. And also washing of the dishes. That's... Oh, dude. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That is a service. That is... That is is lovely. (laughs) I love this. I... 
all those flavors sound great to me. Um, I also very much enjoy, as you might know if you've listened to Lauren and I debate on <laughs> Richard Blaze's podcast, <laughs> Food Court. <laughs> I really love when you go to weddings and it's more... If you love the wedding cake, I'm all about it. But if For you're sure. like, I really want pie or we want cupcakes or whatever, I love seeing yeah. those sort of different things shine through. Um, yeah, it's your party. Exactly. Have, have pie if you want to. Mm-hmm. Have pie if you want to. <laughs> I love it. And also, like, kudos to you for making this for your your cousin. That is uh, lovely. Your cousin's wedding. wedding. That, yeah, that's very, very, very lovely. And I'm sure yeah. very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, that, that tea strainer idea um, is a great idea for getting yes. your, your, your ground whatever that you're trying to put into a baked good uh, uh, or into a, a, a cream, a, a piped cream situation. Find enough that right, it won't clog your your piping device. Mm-hmm. Heck, good good tip, good tip. Thank you. Yes, genius. <laughs> oh, uh, Kelsey wrote, "Sim Ant was my Oregon Trail in elementary school. I played it on a giant '90s PC, and I loved it. Getting the humans out of the house was the peak of grade three supremacy. And oh, the primitive graphics, Chef's Kiss." Today, my son likes Mouse Simulator. Uh, he plays on his dad's old phone. It's a similar idea to Sim Ant, uh, but without the goal of driving the humans away. And, of course, there is a cat to evade. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now i got to look up the graphics. I, I I need to play this game. <laughs> you, I, we can make this happen. This is a thing that we can make occur. Uh, I think, can you imagine if we actually ever went through with this like savor <laughs> food extravaganza where we watched the Star Wars holiday special? Now we're going to play Sim Ant. Yeah. Like the people who show up to that are our true friends. <laughs> <laughs> our true confused friends yes. will be there. Uh, <laughs> it will be a it will be a blast, I guarantee. You, but it will be a strange event. We cannot deny. <laughs> I think that's really only appropriate. I think that yeah, a, bla- a blast but strange is yes. is sort of what we're going for here. So yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so ex- I'm so glad you wrote in, Kelsey. Another person was like, "No, I love this game. This makes me very yeah." Happy. <laughs> It was, I mean, Oregon Trail was also, like, where it was at for me. Um, but, right. But, yeah, no, Simant. Simant, man. I don't know. Something really satisfying about it. Got to get those humans out of the house. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. You got to evade that cat. <laughs> that feels like a fun saying that we should <laughs> just adopt. You got to evade that cat. You know what I'm saying? Um. <laughs> I don't, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, well... Thanks to both of these listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. You can email us. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. You can also find us on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our handle at all three is at saverpod. And yes, we do hope to hear from you. Uh, Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks as always to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way.
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.